Praise the Lord. Welcome in to another Sower of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And let's continue to remember uh, all of our first responders, our uh, all those that are on the front lines of this COVID-19. And, and let's remember all those that are sick because of this COVID-19. And and just pray for them that the Lord will heal them. And and just pray for our country. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this. Another privilege, dear God, to come and to, Lord, and to do the work that you have set before me, dear God. Now, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will bless this podcast, dear God, Lord, that you will send it out, dear God, and just use it for your glory, dear God, for the uplifting of your kingdom. And God, I pray for each and every one of the those people that are on the front lines, dear God, the, the nurses and the doctors and the uh, CMAs and all those janitors and all those that take care of the the uh, facilities, dear God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just be with them and just move in their lives, dear God, and protect them and keep them safe, dear God. And Lord, I just pray for our country, Lord, that you would just move, dear God. Lord, just whatever happens, God, that you will have your way in it and move, dear God. And, and just... Lord, I just pray that this country will turn, this nation will turn its heart and life back to you, dear God, and to to seek you, dear God. And, and Lord, I just thank you and I praise you for everything. For in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going back to Deuteronomy chapter 1, and we're going to start all over again. We got into it a little bit last time, but... Uh, Moses was, he was basically uh, giving a speech and he was telling about everything that had happened to the people. And uh, this was to remind some of them that was uh, there when they, when everything started before they wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. And some, and most of it though was to remind the little ones that had now grown up and had become a a part of the the tribe and had a working part of the tribe and, and they got to the point to where that they had a say in everything that that is going on but um Moses was talking about it and uh he was talking about how that they had uh come out of Egypt and had uh went to Mount Horeb and they, they stayed at Mount Horeb for 11 months and they, they built the tabernacle there and, and they got the laws and, uh, he was telling them all about the laws and everything. And then they moved from there and, and they went to, uh, took their journey to the Mount of the Amorites and, and to the all high, the high places, uh, and the plains and the hills and the valleys and, all these places, and by the great river Euphrates, they, this is a place that the Lord had set before them and had uh, had promised it to them. And they uh, are set to go in and possess it. So first, the Lord told them that uh, they needed to go, needed to send men in to go in to scope out the land, find the best way to go in, and 
find out a little about, a little bit about the inhabitants and and whether the land was fertile or not. So he chose 12 men, one of each tribe, and sent them in, and they went in for 40 days, and they scoped out the land, and uh, they seen all the people, and they seen the cities, and the, they brought back uh, a lot of the uh, things that was growing there, grapes and pomegranates and things like that. And the grapes, uh, one cluster of grapes was so huge that they had to carry it on a pole between two men. You just couldn't carry it in your hand like we normally would a, a cluster of grapes. These were huge grapes. And they brought all this back and they got to telling them all about the land and how fertile it was and and then they got to tell them about the people that lived there and, and the walled cities and and they were giants. They was the Anakims. They were they were huge people. And they got to tell them about them. And then when they got to the walled cities and and the giants that lived in there, the, the Israelites then, they, they decided they didn't want none of that. So they started uh, murmuring and complaining and and that's when the Lord told them that uh, that's fine. You don't want to go in and possess it. You'll wander around in the wilderness for 40 years. One day for one year for every day that they were in there spying out the land, you're going to wander around in the wilderness for that. And he said, oh, and each and every one of you are going to die in the wilderness, ex uh, except for Caleb and uh, Joshua. They they wanted to go in and possess the land. Now they said they could, that we can go in and do it. There's no no problem. The Lord has given us the land. We are able. We can go in. We can take the land over, and and it's it's going to be fine. But they they didn't want to do that. So then after the Lord told them that uh, they was all going to wander around in the wilderness for 40 years and none of them that were alive was going to be able to go in and see the land. They decided that they would go ahead and fight anyway. So they 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 put on all their uh, arm arraignment for going out to battle, all their armor and everything, and they and the Lord told Moses, said, you tell them that they better not go because I'm not going with them. And if just as sure as they go and and go out there and fight, they're gonna get they're gonna get beat uh, because uh, I'm not with them. I'm not going with them, and so you know they can do what they want to, but if they go, they go by themselves. I'm not going with them. Moses also told them about how that he had. Uh, gotten to the point to where the, the children of Israel had just gotten so big that he couldn't handle their burdens and uh, their uh, cumbrance. He couldn't bear their cumbrance and, and their burdens and their stripes. So he had to take men and he had to set men over thousands and men over uh, hundreds and men over fifties uh, and men over tens and officers among uh, the, your tribes. He set these people up as basically as judges if you had a problem uh, you went through the ranks and at some point in time you would you would more than likely get your uh whatever it was that you needed a judgment on you would get that judgment 
But if you did not, then you went to Moses. And Moses was like the Supreme Court. That's as high up as you could get. And if you remember, we had two groups that went to Moses very calmly. And uh, that was the daughters of, uh, uh, I forget his name now, but anyway, he was the one that passed away, and they they were uh, wanting the inheritance of their father. So they went to Moses. And Moses went to the Lord, and the Lord told him, said, yeah, we need to do this. We need to give them their father's inheritance. And then, uh, in, in, then they went on to have some other judgments that went along with that. And then after that, some of the men of the tribe of Manasseh, which the, the women was from, got to thinking, well, if these women have this uh, possession of this inheritance of land and they marry from another tribe, their, tri- their land is going to come, become their husband's property because it, it would relate to the, to the male or the family. So they went to Moses very calmly, and they give give Moses their petition. Said, "Hey, said if these women marry outside of their tribe, outside of our tribe, their land is going to belong to whatever tribe is of the man that they marry." So Moses went to the Lord, and the Lord told him, "said." Fine, let them marry who they want to, but they have to marry within their father's family. In other words, they couldn't go, if they was of the tribe of Manasseh, that they couldn't go to the tribe of Reuben and get a husband. They had to stay within the tribe of Manasseh to get their, fam- to get their husband. That way, their land would stay in the, the family that it was originally in, and that way it wouldn't cause a big confusion later on. Because if you get, um, say, you got one group of people over here in Johnson City, and uh, all of a sudden somebody wants to go and marry outside of the city, and then their land becomes part of their family. So now it's all split up, and you don't know where no boundaries are at or anything else. So they, and the Lord told him, said, anybody, any female that gets a, an inheritance, when their father passes away, when they get it, they must marry within their father's tribe. They couldn't go outside of it. So this is, this is a, what Moses was reiterating of how that everything was to take place and how that uh, the judgment was set up. And he said, all the things that, all the really hard cases, they come to me. And all the other uh, cases are solved before they ever get to him. And if you remember when uh, Moses' father-in-law visited him, Moses was sitting from daylight till dark. People were standing in line to see Moses to get uh, a judgment on uh, on something on a problem that they had. So now then, he he's made all these men available to everybody in the tribe, and they can go to them because Moses Moses set out these men sought out these men. And he went to the Lord, and, and they picked these men out because of 
they were very faithful to the to the Lord, and they they were very true, and all these things. And they, he said, "Now you can't have any uh, no respecter of persons in your judgment. You know, you can't because it's your uncle or your brother or your father said you can't." Uh, judge in their favor just because of that's who they are you've got to make the righteous judgment and he picked these men out and and he knew that these men was going to do just exactly what the lord wanted him them to do and would judge uh they would seek the lord on the judgment and they would judge righteously and he told him he said fear no man don't fear no don't don't fear nobody he said because you, the judgment is the Lord, is God. You are just the one that is listening to God and letting God tell you what to tell them that they need to do. Now then, in, in verse 19, it says, the Israelites in the rebellion refused to take the land. And this is when they, when they got up there and they went in, spied the land, and they took the fruit. They brought the fruit and everything, and they destroyed. They uh, got the report of all the giants in the land and all the wild cities, and they, they didn't want to go through. So the Lord told them, said, fine, you don't want to go in? You're going to wander in the wilderness till you're all dead. In, in chapter 2, uh, and it says, Then we turned and took our journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spake unto me, and we compassed Mount Seir many days. And the Lord spake unto me, saying, we, Ye have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you northward, and command thou the people, saying, Ye are to pass through the coast of your brethren, the children of Esau, which dwell in Seir, and they shall be afraid of you. Take ye good heed unto yourselves therefore. Meddle not with them, for I will not give you of their land, not, no, not so much as a footbreadth, because I have given Mount Seir unto Esau for possession. He said, all right. He said, now I want, the Lord told him, said, now I want you to go this way. And I want you to pass through the coast of your brethren and the children of Esau, which dwell in Seir. But they're going to be afraid of you, but I do not want you to go to war with them. I don't want you to take their land from them. I don't, don't even meddle with them. Don't even speak to them. Just pass by them just as quietly as you can and do not, do, do not meddle with them. This is a commandment from the Lord. Said I've given I've given Esau this land for a possession. This is his. You're not going to take it. Uh, so don't even worry about it. Just pass through and don't bother nobody. Ye shall buy meat of them for money that ye may eat, and ye shall also buy water of them for money that ye may drink. For the Lord God hath blessed thee in all the works of thine hand. He knoweth thou walking through this great wilderness these four years. The Lord thy God hath been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. 
And you know, <laughs> there again, I won't, I won't, I won't. But really, we 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 start hauling. We find something we want, and we we figure out there's something that we want. And it, you know, it's first few times it's I want, and then after that it's I need, I need. You know, because we we know that the Lord will supply our need. So instead of saying I want, now then we're saying I need. But we really don't need it. We just want it. And you know. The thing about the thing that we need to do is was we need to be thankful with what we have and not worry about what we don't have because if we really need it or sometimes even if we really want it the Lord at some point will make it possible for us to have those things but you said you can buy meat from them you can buy water from them if you want to but you know other than that, don't meddle with them. Don't bother them. And just go on your way and leave them alone. Because God has blessed them. And he said, I've blessed you all. And you lack for nothing. I mean, come on. We've They've been in the wilderness for for many, many years, and they've had food every day. They've had water every day. They've, they've, none of them has went naked. They've always had clothes and shoes, and and had, like I said, they've had everything that they need. And you know that's that's where we, as children of God, that's where we get messed up sometimes because we, we think that there is things that we want that we that we really need those things when we don't need them we just want them so we we get upset when the lord don't let us have the things that we want but you know i don't get upset when i tell god that there is something that i would really like to have uh that and uh, I, I lord i i want this but you know, if it's going to come between me and you or it's going to become a curse to me, I don't want it. I don't even need it. And Lord, just get the thought out of my mind because if if it's going to come between me and you, it ain't worth getting. It ain't worth having. Because there is nothing more important right now than my life and my relationship with God. I mean, that's number one. And, you know, I don't want nothing nothing to come between that and when they passed by from our brethren the children of Esau which dwelt in Seir through the way of the plain from Elth and from Ezron Garber we turned and passed by the way of the wilderness of Moab and the Lord said unto me distress not the Moabites neither contend with them in battle for I will not give thee of their land for a possession, because I have given our unto the children of Lot for a possession. The Yemens dwelt therein in times past, a people great and many, and tall as the Anakims, which also were accounted giants as the Anakims, but the Moabites called them Yemens, the Horams also dwelt in Seir before time, but the children of Esau succeeded them when they had destroyed them from before them and dwelt in their stead, as Israel did into the land of his 
of his possession, which the Lord gave unto them. Now rise up, said I, and get you over the brook Zerid. And we went over the brook Zerid. He's, he's telling them, he said, all right, now we're going by the Moabites. Now remember, they, they, uh, they took care of the, uh, Midianites because of what they'd done to the children, the men of the, of Israel. So they, they destroyed them. But the Moabites, he said, now you leave them alone. Don't contend with them. Don't go to battle with them. And he said, just leave them be because I have give that land unto them. They worked hard for that land and that land is theirs and it's not yours. And I'm not going to give it to you. And, you know, the Lord will meet your needs and he will give you exactly what you need. And, you know, I, I've gotten to the point anymore that, you know, I, it's, it's what I need to sustain me and to keep me going and keep, uh, keep my life going and my family. And that's all I need. Um, you know, I don't need, uh, I don't need nothing real drastic. I don't need nothing fancy. Just whatever works and you know that's that's what the lord is trying to tell these people you know be happy with what you've got you may not be eating steak or you may not be eating um the old saying is you may not be eating high on the hog but you're eating you may not be drinking the, the best of stuff but you're drinking water you've got water it will sustain you so you know you have your needs. You your clothes are you uh you're being clothed. You've got a roof over your head. You've got everything that you need. So be happy with that, and 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 go on and go on. Move on. Work for the Lord. Do for do what you can for the Lord. Let others know just exactly what the Lord is doing for you. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to take care of itself. We need to worry about the here and now, the right now, today. And, you know, that's that's the thing that we we have got to remember. We're not promised tomorrow. And matter of fact, we're not promised the next second. But God allows us to live. And one of these days, uh, whether it be all the children of God at one time or us one by one, we're all going to leave this world. Because it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. So we are going to have to live the way the Lord wants us to live, and we're going to have to do the way the, the Lord wants us to do, because it is it is our duty. We were put upon this earth to do uh, the bidding of, of the God. We, we were built for his service. We were made for his service. But unlike the angels in heaven, we were given a free will. This is a part, this is the one thing that we have complete and utter control over. Satan does not have control of this, and the Lord does not have control of this. We have complete control over our free will. We have the the will to say yes. I want to live for Satan, or no. I want I want to live for the Lord. We have that choice. That's the only choice that we 
actually as mankind that we actually have is who we're going to serve. Now then, every choice after that point is going to be made because of who we serve. If, it, if those things are, are not uh, very good things, uh, you know, we're going to, Satan's going to be in charge. But, you know, all the good things and all the good choices that we make, those choices is because God is in control of our lives. So that's, that's really the only true choice that we're going to ever make is who we're going to serve. Whoever we serve is going to uh, have control over our choices from that point on, whether you want to accept it or not. And yes, we can we can up at any point in time while we're serving one or the other decide that we don't do not want to serve that one anymore and go serve the other one, whether it be Satan or whether it be Jesus. We can in at any time any point in time. But no, you know, but this this uh well, we're not gonna get into that. But they they wandered around in the wilderness for forty years till ever till all of them were dead except at this point in time Moses is still alive and Caleb is uh, still alive and Joshua is still alive all the others from uh, uh, twenty years old and upward I believe it was all the uh, those people have died in the uh, wilderness. Now then, we are getting to the point to where that we are, we are getting ready to go into the promised land. We are at that point where we were at it one point, one other time. We're we're at that point where that we are going to get ready to go into the promised land. Well, you know, let me tell you something. Uh, this promised land, the one that we are going to spiritually, this is not heaven. This is a place in our Christian living to where that we are the closest that we're ever, probably almost the closest that we're ever going to be to the, to the Lord. This is a point to where that we are in the center of God's will and we uh, we can uh, converse with the Lord and we understand hit the Lord and we know what his duty and what our duties in life is and what we need to be doing for him. And we are doing those things and we are not complaining. We are not uh, blaming everybody else because we don't have this or, or we don't have that, but, but we are going through some battles. We are, we are still, we are still having battles. If you remember, or well, if uh, you, as we will find out later on, they had to do a lot of, uh, had to go to a lot, go into a lot of battles to get this land that the Lord had promised them. See, the Lord promised them this land, but all these people that were in this land that He promised them, He He left those people in there for the simple fact that He did they. The Lord didn't want the land to grow up and to become a, 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 a jungle. And he didn't want the wild animals to come in and take over. 
So he left these people in there while they were wandering around and, and um, they were in Egypt and they were wandering around in the wilderness and everything. But now then they're going to have to go in and they're going to have to take the land from these people. But, you know, the thing about it is, is God had done promised them that this land, it's your land. You know, that's just like if, uh, if I promise any one of you that I'll give you a hundred dollars if you'll come and get it. You know, you that hundred dollars will never benefit you whatsoever until you make that first move and you come after it. That's the same way that it is with with the children of Israel. They are promised something, but they're going to have to go in and possess the land. See, the, Bob, the Lord told them, he said, you need to go in and possess the land. In other words, you need to go in and take this land from these people. It's, it's not just going to be a walk in there and everybody's going to go and run or fall dead or whatever. You're going to have to go in and possess it. You're going to have to take this land. You're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to uh, physically do some work to go in and get this land. Let me tell you something. All the promises in the Bible are ours. But children of God, we're going to have to do something if we are going to get those promises. We just can't go to to the altar and say, God, forgive me of my sins and and Lord, come and live my life and then go in and sit down on the uh, couch at home and say, all right, Lord, I've given my heart to you. Now I want all these promises. I want all all these things that you, you told us we could have in the Bible. It don't work that way. It does not work that way. You're going to have to prove to the Lord that you uh, can use what he has got for you, and He, uh, you're going to have to prove to the Lord that you will use these things that he gives you for his glory and not your glory, and use these things and uh, so that they will not become a curse to you. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of things that, that I would like to have, but you know, the thing about it is, is, is it, do I want it for my glory or do I want it for God's glory? So now then I say, Lord, I would like to have that, but that's up to you. Yeah. I still think about some of those things. Sometimes I haven't got them. So I've, I've come to the conclusion that I don't need them because I've got other things to do. I've got other, I've got more important things to do. And, you know, uh, I don't have a whole lot of time between work, uh, my public job and the work for the Lord. I don't have a whole lot of time to, to do the things that I would really like to do. So no, I don't need those things because they may become a curse to me. But, I have. I am not sitting around waiting on the Lord to give me everything that I need to do the job that He has given me. I I spend time in prayer. I spend time in study. I spend time thinking about uh, thinking about the Lord and and asking the Lord what it is that uh, that I can do to to get to reach people to to let them know that He loves them. Let them know that He has died upon the cross for their sins. I need to get this out to people. And see, I I am I am trying my best to get into that promised land. I am trying my best to get to get into that land. Am I in there? 
I am on my way in. I am not, I don't think I am truly in there, but I am working on getting in there. I have got some battles that I have got to fight. I have got to do some work before I'm going to get to that place as the Lord wants me. But I am willing to work. I am willing to put on the, the whole armor of God. I am willing to go to battle against Satan. I am willing to do these things because I know what the rewards are. And the children of Israel, they have forgotten what the rewards are. They have forgotten what the Lord has done for them. And just like a lot of us today, we are not in the the place that God really wants us to be because we have forgotten what he has done for us. We have forgotten how that he has met our needs. He has, we have forgotten about how that he has blessed us in so many ways. You know, we, we as children of God, we think that we as mankind, not as children of God, but we as mankind, we think that uh, blessings are something that, uh, our material we think that uh, uh the things that god gives us we're, we're thinking more of material things and when and a lot of times the blessings that we are getting are spiritual blessings the things that we are getting and the ones that i like to get the most are spiritual things those those things that i can use to help me to do a better job uh, that the Lord has called me to do. Those are the things that I seek after now. And not not so much uh, the worldly things because all the worldly things are going to pass away. And it's the spiritual things that's going to to really to really shine one of these days because they're not going to pass away. They're, they're not going to pass away. They're going to be forever. But they are... They are getting ready to get into the to go into the land, and they're they're getting ready to do some battles. And you know we need we need to do some battles. We need to go out against Satan, and we need to fight against Satan. We have sat on the seat of do nothing for so long that we uh, that we we have grown really weak. So now then we're going to have to get up, and we're going to have to do some spiritual exercises, and we're going to have to to uh, ask the Lord to help us to build our, our spiritual life back up and, and get some boldness in us and get some fight in us and some drive in us to where that we can go out and we can fight against Satan and against all of his little imps and demons because they are on their job. They are fighting us as children of God, whether you want to admit it or not. They're fighting us in so many ways. And we have just completely given up on it. And he said, well, and you don't know that all of us have. Well, the biggest part of us have because, listen, they took the uh, Ten Commandments out of all the uh, courthouses. They took prayer out of school. They, they've got to, to where now that you can't uh, spank your children. Uh, I mean, listen, everything in this world has gone wrong, children of God, because we give up. And we have sat down and we have just said, just basically said, let the world go to hell. I'm going to sit here and wait on Jesus to come and get me. Uh, that may, you may go and you may not. 
I, I want to be the, one of those that's doing everything I can to do the will of the Lord and do everything I can for the Lord so I know when I when the Lord comes back that I'm going to go home and I can walk through those pearly gates and I can hold my head up high and square my shoulders up to know that I've done a good job, to know that I've fought a good fight and I've run the race with patience. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be wondering right before you close your eyes in death is, how, did I make it or not? Am I going to heaven or not? You know, it's 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 a whole lot better to hedge your bets than it is just play play the odds and and not worry about it. Play it safe. You're you're thinking, but you're not really playing it safe because you know. Yes, it's it's not living for the Lord is not an easy thing to do. You have to work at it. You, it's just like a marriage. You have to work at it. You have to put in some time. You have to really want to succeed in Christianity just as much as you, uh, uh, in a good marriage, you have got to want to succeed in marriage and being a good husband and a good father. You have got to want to do those things and you have got to figure out what it takes to be that good father, what it takes to be that good husband and uh, go after those things. The same thing is with being a Christian. You've got to figure out just exactly what it means to be a Christian. You've got to figure out just exactly what you've got to do to be a Christian. And then you need to seek after those things. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. We're not seeking after the things of God anymore. We're seeking more after the things of this world. We're seeking more after fame and fortune and money and uh, all the niceties of life. And we're not seeking after the Lord like we used to. And, you know, I, I, I can tell you, I'm, I'm 60, 63 years old. And I'm telling you what, Christianity is just about completely gone it had people has gotten so far away from God. I mean, from God, just not from being a Christian. They have gotten away from God and they have got settled into a, um, a religious, uh, condition They're they're They remind me of the scribes and the Pharisees in the Bible, they are not Christians, but they want to be Christians, but they want to live a different life. They don't want to live the strict, dedicated life that it takes to be a Christian, but they want to go to heaven. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but they want to go to heaven on their own terms. It's not going to happen. It will not happen. You have got to go to heaven on God's terms and his terms alone, or you will not go. You have, you have got to go, uh, with the blood of Christ to apply to your life. You have got to, uh, go believing that he is the son of God, that he died upon the cross, that he arose from the dead on the third day, and that he is sitting at the right hand of the father. And he is making intercession for you and I, 
and you have got a set of rules called the Holy Bible that you need to follow if you want to make it into heaven. You cannot just say, say get saved and then, and then just ride somebody else's coattail into heaven. It ain't going to happen. You have got to do. You have got to work. You have got to prove yourself to the Lord. It, it's it's a this is something that is a one on one thing. You have got to get your life in line with Jesus and find out what He wants you to do, and you need to do it. We have, you know, we if in all of us as Christians, if we worked on our job the way that we live a Christian life, every one of us would be sitting out on a corner somewhere begging for money because we would not have a job. If we worked on our public jobs the way that we serve God, we wouldn't have our job very long at all because we have just sat down and give up and we are doing absolutely nothing and waiting on the Lord to come back and get us. It's time that we that we get off the seat of do nothing. It's time that we put on the whole armor of God. And it's time that we go out to war. It's time that we go out to war. If you want to get to that place where God can use you. And where that you feel comfortable about your religion. And you feel comfortable about yourself. You have confidence in yourself. And... You really, you really know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if the Lord, whenever the Lord comes, that you're going home, you're going to have to get up and you're going to have to do some work. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. See, the children of Israel got right up to that point and started complaining and griping. When the Lord then told them, he said, I promise you that land, you're going to have to go in and possess it. But I promise you that land, that land is yours. All you have to do is go in and possess it. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to go before you. These, these people that are in this promised land, they're beat before you ever get there. Let me tell you something. Satan is beat before we ever start to fight. We've got to realize just exactly who we are and who God is. He is the victor. We, if we are following him, we are the victors. We're the ones that's going to come out on top. We're the ones that's going to be blessed. We're the ones that's going to, going to have it all. We are the ones. Satan's crew Sinners, they're going to end up with nothing, nothing. Remember, what they have right now on this earth is all they're ever going to have. Us, on the other hand, what we're going to have, nothing in this world compares to it. The, the tabernacle and all of its glory and all of its gold and all of its silver and all of its brass and, and fine linen and, and fine cloth and all that, it pales in comparison 
to our mansion that's waiting on us. But we have got work to do. We have got to daily pray and seek God. We have got to daily read his word, study his word. We have got to put on the whole armor. We have got a fight to fight. And it is, and yes, we, they, they went in and, and actually fought these people and took this land away from them. But they were beat because the Lord had beaten them before they ever got there. Our battles that we have today, they're already, they're already won. We're just going through the motions and we're going through them because every time that we win a battle, we feel a little bit better about ourselves. Every time we go through a trial and come out on the other end, we get a little closer to God. We feel a little bit better about ourselves. So, yeah, there's there's going to be some things that we have to do. And, you know, if you if you think you can make it to heaven by sitting down and doing nothing, you, know, you go right ahead. But you're just like the children of Israel. You've got just enough salvation to make you miserable. And what you're going to do 99% of the time is you're going to complain and, and gripe about something just because that you have just got enough salvation to make you unhappy and you're going to be unhappy with everything that around you and everyone around you. I tell you what, when you really get to the, where you really seek for the Lord and you really want to live for him and you really want to do the work for him, you'll find out that, that you are a totally different person and you're uh, uh you're not you're not angry all the time and you're you're not upset all the time and and you don't fuss and gripe about stuff why because what's the use in it the lord's god is in control of everything and everything that happens happens for a reason Turn everything over to him and let him take care of it. And don't worry about it. I thank you all for listening. And I hope that God blesses you in a great and a mighty way. And until next time, God bless.